everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, societal perceptions of morality are often kind of cyclical, like a roller coaster. We go through periods where we're wildly promiscuous as a society, and then we rein it back in. You know, the roaring 20s were kind of all of a sudden, in, you know, they hit us with prohibition. And they tried to have a much more moral place. And then once that was over, you had, you know, a little bit more wildness. Then you had straight lace through the, the 40s, a little bit of looseness in the 50s. All hell broke loose in the 60s. Back to a little bit of a split there in the 70s. It was a little wild some places, but it, it was kind of a little bit of a coming back to uh, morality for some. And then the 80s, 90s, we, we do tend to go back and forth. And so I think that's where shaming comes in. Shaming used to be the way of regulating people. You didn't do stuff because somebody might call you out on it. Somebody might say, you know what? You're kind of, you're kind of a whore. Knock it off. Or you're kind of an asshole. But now, all of a sudden, shaming is being shamed. We're shaming shaming. That makes no sense. Now, I don't mean that a, a good girl should be harassed by people. You know, we're kind of throwing slut-shaming into the wind and, and claiming anything is. You know, when you've got somebody who is really kind of sticking their ass out in the world for everyone to see and daring anybody to tell the emperor that his ass is naked, eh, you know, that's not slut-shaming. That's pointing out the obvious. You know, you don't have to publish a... To be a pop star and publish a book with the picture of your vagina in it, eh, it's tacky at, at worst, and it's just absolutely deplorable at best. Wait a second. Deplorable at its worst, and it's tacky at, at least. At the least. But I think that's where a lot of times we tend to ignore stuff. I mean, I use the analogy of the, the naked emperor. The emperor's new clothes, you know, we ignore it as a society because nobody wants to be that one that points it out. You got to wonder, like Lewis Carroll, when he wrote Alice in Wonderland, psychology students will read that now and be horrified at what a pedophile this guy was. I mean, textbook. He had a thing for his niece, Alice. But did anybody know that then? Or did they just think that, you know, Mr. Carroll has this amazing imagination and there's also a lot of philosophical things in that that little story. It was kind of an interesting one. But I think I can't get around the fact that the man was a pedophile. It's kind of like if Einstein had been busted for diddling a five-year-old. Would you really have taken E equals MC squared all that serious? No, because it kind of... The first message kills the second one. And they say don't kill the messenger. Well, sorry, society does different. But it's that perception that I think a lot of people miss is it all depends on not just what they're doing that you're seeing them do, but where have you done that you're now looking at it through those eyes? You know, rose-colored glasses don't get made by... Those fuckers are made by hand by yourself. You craft them with every experience you've ever had in your life, and then you put them on, and everything you view is through those lenses. And they refract as they do based on what you've been up to. 
So if you have somebody, it's kind of like going out for an evening with somebody who's an ex, uh, not an ex, an alcoholic. They might not have had a drink for 10 years, but the second you order a beer, they're going to tisk tisk and give you top 10 reasons why you shouldn't have that beer. And it has nothing to do with you having a beer. It has to do with what they're viewing it as because they know where that leads for them. But it's one of those things that if I'm going out with a friend that I, I know is an alcoholic, guess what? I don't drink. And that's my perception, but I was raised by a therapist. Doesn't mean it's made me a nicer person, but I am more polite to my friends. But if you look at that from what people look and think and feel and wrap all that up together throughout the different decades and how much that's changed, that's where we end up with today's episode. Alice followed the rabbit down the hole. What a slut. On today's Caffeinated Humor. So masturbation is a sin, just in case anybody was wondering. Thought I would remind you all. And what brought that up? Well, I'm in the coffee bean, for starters. There's a reason for this. For those that don't know, the coffee bean is kind of like a retirement home for coffee houses. It's when a 20-year-old walks through the door that the average age comes down dramatically, but it's still above 65, retirement age. There's never less than three oxygen tanks scattered among the patrons. Now, are you picking up what I'm putting down here? Not long after leaving the underground parking bunker that I am being forced to park in, I got behind two old women, and for the sake of it, let's just call them Thelma and Louise. Why Thelma and Louise, you ask? You're not going to like the answer. Because they are busybody annoying bitches that basically take up air and space. I have issues with that self-indulgent piece of shit they called a movie. But back to the girls. I got stuck behind them. And while I usually pass up everybody that is on the sidewalk ahead of me, due to the fact that I walk faster than everybody else, it's kind of a short guy thing, I keep getting blocked by opposing foot traffic. So be it. I settle in behind them as they saunter down the road and stop trying to pass them. Now, we were 20 feet from the coffee bean, and I was just beginning to get a whiff of therapeutic Bengay when Thelma said this. I just bought my daughter-in-law a rabbit with fresh batteries. And then she laughed. And it was a creepy laugh, kind of like a pedophile laugh. Now, there are some of you who are wondering why that's a big deal. And it's because of masturbation. There is a marital aid, also known as a dildo, called the rabbit. And that is exactly where my mind went when Thelma said that. The story of why I know this is a long one and involves a lady friend of mine who confessed to me that she got so into the rabbit previously that she quote-unquote wore a hole in herself. And that's a direct quote from her, not me. So it turns out I was not wrong. Everyone always asks if you went dirty on something and I've always maintained I live dirty and I go clean on rare occasion. Anyway, Thelma and Louise turned to go into the coffee bean, so I did too. Why? Because there's a certain whore-like nature to my snooping. It was in that line, waiting for coffee, that Thelma joined me in Dirtyville. It is hands down the best little device I've ever had, she gushed, not the dirty kind. Is that the one with the little pointy thing? 
Louise made this really creepy gesture with her index finger. Just like a rabbit's nose. That was from Thelma and Yes It Was Dirty. And if I understand the device correctly, that's incorrect. There's not a rabbit alive with a nose that shaped. Now at this point, the smell of Ben Gay and adult diapers were beginning to make me feel a little lightheaded, so I left. Besides, I got what I came for. I mean, it's 12 hours later, and I'm still getting the occasional whiff of Ben Gay. And for the record, while I was in Coffee Bean, I counted the following. Three walkers, four oxygen tanks, two little dogs, one in a bag, one not, one old guy sitting alone talking to himself. Twelve people with gray hair, three people with blue hair, seven sets of bifocals, and six people that appeared to be under the age of 50, including three staff and myself. And after that harrowing episode, it was definitely time for coffee. (laughs) 